0: Good evening, good evening, happy Sunday, hope that we're all doing well, hope that we're all doing well, I feel like I'm a bit pink today, it's been very hot, it's been very hot, let me just send some invites, thank you for those that are catching up on replay. My watch is talking to me, let me just send a couple of invites and then I shall be right with you, my full attention shall be right with you. Getting on. Do you know what that'll do? That'll do. A few invites sent. And then let's get going. If have we got on then? Catherine's on. Adam's on. How are we? A few people on. Piers on. Reese's on. Diego's on. Elodie's on. So happy days. Got quite a few people watching already. So, <clears throat> episode seven. Episode seven of the always better than yesterday interview sessions. So for those of you that are new joining, this is your, if this is your first one that you've ever joined, thank you. Really appreciate it. I um, hope to add you as much value as possible. And what I'm doing is is being nosy. I'm interviewing some uh, inspiring and successful people and um, seeking to understand the habits and the mindset of, of those people. So I would do that in private anyway. Um, and... Absolutely, why not share that with the world? Um, what's up, Dave? How you doing, mate? Sophie's on, Verity's on. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, so I'm all about understanding people, and um, I just know that people that are successful, people that are winning at life, um, it's not by accident, and it's it's by um, it's probably by the way that they think, the way that they act, and um, yeah, I just I just love. Hearing from people and, and understanding a bit more about other people. So, today, this evening, or, or this morning for, for Reese, I will be speaking with Reese Anderson. And I first came across Reese um, as, a, as a friend of Adam Bokert. So, episode one, um, we had with Adam Bokert all the way over in Brisbane and um i got to know Reese through Adam and he's he's been ever present in um the always better than yesterday community and um a couple of weeks back we were privileged enough to hear his why and i'm sure he'll he'll touch on um a little bit about his purpose and his journey in a sec when i bring him on but um it's been great to get to know him i'm really looking forward to speaking to him now and, and sharing him with you this side of the pond um so it's early doors in in brisbane monday morning um and i I think it's midwinter, so I'm just going to bring Reese on. Hello, my friend. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. How are
1: you? Uh, opposite to you. It's freezing
0: here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it's all right, it's not that bad. Not not compared to your winters anyway.
0: Yeah, so it's mid it's mid winter in Brisbane. What sort what sort of temperature are you uh, expecting today? Uh oh,
1: I think it's up to twenty two. But <laughs> But it is about six at the moment. It's about six at the moment, so
0: uh I, I do not, no sympathy, no sympathy. So thank you very much for joining me. No,
1: thanks for um thanks for having me on, mate. Appreciate it.
0: I'd I'd love it if you could um, just introduce yourself to tell a a little bit about yourself and a bit about your journey.
1: Ah, yeah, sure. So obviously, um, for those that didn't see my why the other week, so I'm Reese Anderson, um, call myself the mental health motivator, um, had a very long journey of suffering myself for uh, over 15 years, which I'm sure we'll get into a bit more. Um, but currently I am father of two girls, um, Got a great supportive partner. Um, originally from New Zealand, now living in um, in Brisbane for the past eleven years. Uh, uh, love running, so running's my I guess running's my out, but it's also something I really love and enjoy. Um, done it most of my life, but uh, like sport across the thing. So love watching rugby. Big fan of the All Blacks, as uh, as you said you were yep. too, right? So yeah. So I love my rugby, but I watch any sport really, to be honest, any sport that's on TV. I usually spend my Sunday afternoons watching whatever's on. Um, and just overall, um, my biggest passion is, yeah, creating awareness and, and helping people in the mental health space, so and that's, that's my big passion. And um, that's what I kind of do on the side, because I do have a day job at, in a bank. Um, work for the yeah. actually work for the same company as Adam, so um, different areas but work for the same company. And uh, but most people that know me don't even know that I work in a bank. They probably only know me as working with people in the mental health space. So um, I do definitely build my brand around that.
0: Amazing, amazing, love it. So that's a very short stop tour and um, I'd love to kind of expand on your, your story. And you, you talk about, you know, 15 years and you know, take us back to, to that journey and help us understand a little bit more about, about your challenges. <sighs>
1: yeah yeah sure, so I mean uh I was a top runner, top tennis player, fit healthy, good upbringing, um, you know, couldn't really complain to be honest um and I came home from a tennis practice one night, I was twenty, and literally um, went down sat down to have my dinner and couldn't breathe, couldn't eat, couldn't swallow, heart rate was out of control, and wow. ambulance eventually turned up. Um, they did palm me off the first time and said, "You know, no, nah, you'll be all right." And I'm like, no, "I'm not." So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I came round and my heart rate was well over one hundred and eighty, just sitting still. So, um, wow. so that was my first experience of a, of a panic attack, and got, got told to go see my doctor the next day, which I did, and was prescribed antidepressant straight away. Um, and being naive, young and naive, and you know, I don't know you just uh, you just kind of believe that that's the right thing to do. And yeah, yeah, pretty much that one pill uh, turned my life around into a went to a pretty dark place pretty quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. I was put on a couple other medications as well. Um, Xanax being one of them. So I didn't come addicted to it, but I did start to use it definitely between Monday and Friday at a certain time, Um, and it really uh, yeah just. I don't know, I just tried to live a normal 20-year-old's life, you know, obviously partying, socialising, but, you know, I stopped playing my sport because I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Um, yeah. So all these thoughts just started getting into your head and you just started not believing in yourself, lost my confidence, lost who I was. Mm. I mean, at 20 years old, you kind of don't really know who you are anyway, but throw that into the mix and it was um, it was terrible. It was, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, doctors didn't really understand what was going on either um, mm. and yeah so i was i started suffering really severe anxiety after that um and i actually within about 6 months developed um really major tics so to the point where i was smashing, actually my arm would be going full ball my head swings would be like pretty much like that like but Ongoing, um, especially mm. the more stressed I was, the more tired I was, the worse it became. Uh, so um, it was pretty tough, and it was pretty tough for my parents, I think, to see see their yeah. child go from I don't know, kind of fit and healthy and to not really wanting to leave the house unless he had to go to work. That's pretty much what it came down to. Um,
0: mm.
1: And if I did leave the house, it was to go out socializing, so I would drink to hide behind it all. That would be, be the other big thing. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just um yeah, it was it was tough and then um as the ticks got worse, um yeah, I kinda of put all my time into work. So I got burnt out as well. And then obviously mm. you have things like, you know, you lose people that are close to you and then the time I was twenty five it just got too much and I did try to sort of take my life, so which was yeah it's funny you you hear people talk with actually someone said yesterday about they were talking about suicide, and they made the mm. comment that you know it's quite um it's quite selfish, and they didn't know that didn't know my background, and I was like,' oh, okay, I tell you a bit more about that and I said, you know I've been through it like when you're in that dark place you don't mm. you don't see the support you have, you don't see um all the amazing things, all you see is doom and gloom, and how crap you are, and how things have turned, and yeah. and you don't have the toolbox, you can't get out of it, um, and if the, and the support people around you don't have the toolbox either to know what, the right things to say, and that it all just becomes a really big um a big mess, so yeah. um so, so yeah so that was yeah that was pretty I think massive to my family to to go mm-hmm. through that but. It kind of made us stronger, I think. Um, yeah, and obviously... What
0: what, um, what do you think helped through that time?
1: Uh, speaking up, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the day I tried, and then I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I um, actually went drove around to my parents' house and just said, look, I'm not good. I'm not okay. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we kind of thought so. And then, um, yeah, we just kind of put a bit of a plan in place where I um, went and saw someone and I actually resigned from my job, um, took six months off, moved back home. and um, But I was just, you know, all you could get out of me all day was, hate, hate. I had nothing in me, I had no energy, no, I slept more, I hadn't slept probably in about six months probably. Um, so... I think I took sleeping pill for the first time, but I took. I think I had one, and I thought, like, no, nah, not do another one of those. It was it just made me feel worse, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, um, it was terrible. But yeah, definitely opening up and talking, uh, and then being back home and that supportive environment, I guess, to know that I didn't have to do anything, I didn't have to think about anything, I could actually just recover because um, mm-hmm. I, I was burnt out. I was just I had nothing in the tank. I Was burnt out yeah. mentally and physically. Um, and yeah, but the biggest thing was actually, I guess, acknowledging that I wasn't okay, and that's obviously, for yeah. a, and for a guy, that's always probably the hardest thing
0: Yeah, and um, you talked about a, a toolbox and you having a toolbox and those closest to you, what's in your toolbox now that you've, you've developed over the last few years? Oh,
1: jeepers. Um, well, firstly, I'm just so aware now, when I'm body's telling me something. So that's probably that I'm very aware of my body. So if I start to feel a bit tight somewhere, I can actually do a check-in with myself and straight away I'll know usually what the trigger is. Sometimes it might not be anything. Mm-hmm. It might just be um, that I'm pushing myself too much. Actually, sometimes it is, I just haven't eaten enough, to be honest. Sometimes it's just a simple thing that's not eating enough or drinking enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and my toolbox too is I can, I've, I use, um, if anyone's heard of tapping before, So I have quite a few different different tapping techniques. So one of them is I can, um, on my collarbone here, if I actually know what's going on with me, if I actually go, okay, I'm anxious because of, I can actually tap it out. So within five, 10 minutes, I can release that pretty quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. So like yourself, I'm um, trying to learn the art of meditation. So this is always a um, bit of a challenge for a guy that's 100 miles an hour. So. Um but <laughs> yeah. i am but I am getting better at just taking that time to just stop and I'll quite often do it at work if i 'm feeling a bit overwhelmed i 'll just remove myself and go and sit outside, yeah. take ten um, which is really important so, exercise, so for me, starting my day with exercise is a massive thing that I know that I need, mm-hmm. um, creates the right of dolphins, Any nervous energy turns into you know good energy, so that 's a big one for me. Um, another one for me was we found out over the a lot of, over the time. I actually had a, a bit of a disease called pyrol disease, mm-hmm. which is um, pretty much especially when you get sick or get the flu. It actually takes all your really good stuff like your magnesium, your zinc, your bees, um, and they're all really important if you uh, suffer anxiety and all that, especially in a guy because if you sweat it out, that's a lot of the stuff that you sweat out. So mm-hmm. I actually see a naturopath monthly and. Um, Get a top up of of all that sort of stuff, and I do. If I notice if I don't have that for two weeks, I notice a change pretty quickly. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you've got to eat well as well. On top of that, it's not just take a vitamin; you can eat whatever you want. But it's that having that, mm-hmm. it's that real holistic, I guess, um, holistic approach. And um, so, they're the probably the big main ones that I know that I do consistently daily. Then like I said, I have the tapping and other things just to to use um i guess yeah. as so, so so things don't escalate i guess is probably the is the is the best way to put it so
0: mm. so what um what lessons has your journey taught you what, reflecting back over the time now you know what are some of the big takeaways that you've learned about yourself and, and overcoming mental mental mm. all your challenges
1: yeah good um yeah i definitely um Because people often say, you know, do you have regrets or are you angry at the doctors for prescribing medications and blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, not really, because I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through the journey. And I know that sounds real cliche, but it's true. It's true. Um, And so my lessons are that um, taking ownership is really important. You you can have all the support in the world, but until you put your hand up and go, I'm not okay, I actually Mm. have an issue here. I need to fix something nothing's going to change. So when you do that and you step into that circle of owning it, the world changes because that's when you can start to take action. But until you can admit to yourself that something's not right, you'll you'll be stuck in that same, same mindset, that same bubble of, I guess, darkness and trauma and whatever else you're going through. So that's a big thing for me is just, I guess, yeah, that own it piece. And I guess I try to carry that through all parts of my life now, you know, I just you own your stuff up, who cares? You just own it. Like you're human. You're not you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be um I guess pleasing everyone. That's probably another big one. It's yeah. I my mindset now is I come first and that sounds really weird and some people go, that's real selfish and I go, Well, it's not so, you know, as a as a parent, as a leader and everything that you do, you can't bring your A game every day if you don't look after yourself. Yeah. So I know that if I do all those things I was talking about before, I look after myself, and I get good sleep and all that sort of stuff, I'm a better person to be around, which means I can add value yeah. to more people's lives. So that's probably my most biggest thing, and a lot of people don't don't get it when they say that they go, "Oh, that's real selfish." And I'm like, oh, actually, it's more selfish to be, you know, running on fifty percent and being a moody, grumpy dude and horrible to be yeah. around so um I completely agree with you. and that's what I guess I share a lot with, with with my people that I coach and mentor is that's one big thing that I try to make them see is that you know you can make all these changes but if you're not going to put yourself first you're just going to probably fall back into the to the same trap so that would be probably my number one learn
0: love it what self care look after yourself
1: self care look after yourself um you know I had a um, a year off as a stay home dad um mm-hmm. uh last year and obviously going out and mingling with mums and parents and stuff, I go to all these things and I used to just stand there and look around and go, Everyone just looks tired and worn out mm-hmm. and lethargic and all they're doing is they're just putting their kids first, their kid first, their kid first. So what are they teaching them? They're just teaching their kids to Oh, you gotta go put your kids first. But they just look worn out, they were tired where I was just like, you know, I don't know. I was energetic and we were fresh. And they're like, oh, how come you get to go out running and do this stuff? And I go, because I just make it happen. Like, I don't, I don't have any excuses. I just go, well, I incorporate it. I bring my daughter with me. I put her in the pram. We go running and I incorporate, go to the park. So it's a win-win for both of us. So it's, it's just, yeah, that's, that was a big eye-opener that year I had off yeah. just hanging around. And I was just like, oh. So, yeah. So, yes, people are, are you're more in control of what you think it's probably there
0: and then, big thing. it's interesting what you say you know trying to master the art of meditation getting up and exercise in the morning i've got so much similarity in in trying to what i'm trying to do this side of the pond and you know some of that is about my own mindset some of that's about my own sort of challenges that i face but but a lot of it is all boiled down to i know that those things will help me be better for those around me yeah and that's why I. do it. you know that's ultimately why i do it for the headspace not just for myself but you know for my kids or for my team or whatever that might be yeah i just know i'm a better person if i've um you know been able to put myself first a little bit
1: yeah exactly you know i just think people um when they hear put yourself first it's like oh no so selfish you know people gonna think i'm this yeah. it's like well no the best thing you can do is take some time for yourself because recharge the batteries yeah. and you can you kind of come back into the circle and you're better
0: for it so Amazing. Yeah. So um, in, your, in your world as um, mental health motivator, do you want to share a little bit about, you know, kind of what you do and, and how you help people? Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not anything like that. Obviously, I'm a, a person who's lived, lived and breathed uh, mental health and been to the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. Um, I do have a uh, coaching background, so I've got a diploma in coaching. Um, I'm studying mental health at the moment as well, just to add a bit of extra um, I guess um, stuff to my to my record, but yeah. So I I do actually do quite a bit of speaking. So I speak where I can um, in terms of sharing my story um, and obviously giving people tips and tricks of um, I guess how to how to overcome it. But my my message is clearly usually it's okay not to be okay. Um, mm. And I, that's probably my favorite part is the speaking. I actually love getting out there and and speaking. So um, so I speak. I've spoken at schools. Um, I've done quite a bit of speaking through um, just at my job at SunCorp, They've, um, allowed me to, to um, I guess, um, flap my wings a little bit in that mental health space, which is cool. Um, and then yeah, I do a bit of coaching and mentoring, um, guys and girls. Um, I've probably had a bit of half and half, but probably more of late, probably attracted more guys, to be honest, which is which is cool because yeah. um, uh, I think you know the guys is where the probably the biggest issues are. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so I just, um, you know, I don't, I don't have all the time in the world, but I, um, have sort of four or five going at the moment where, yeah, we just work through, um, it is, it's all mindset stuff, to be honest. We just work on the top two inches, you know what I mean? So, uh, and a lot of them, it's just working on changing those thought patterns and, you know, the limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs and, um, and I guess it all sounds real easy, but it's not. It takes weeks and weeks for these people just to try and break one little habit. But once they do that, it's amazing how all these different doors open and their partners and that start to go, oh, wow, he's really changed. He's he's not anxious anymore. He's not this, or he's off his medications. Or See, I've had people come off medications, and I don't don't even talk about pills. I don't even talk Mm -hmm. about them. All I say to people is that Will hopefully get you to a point where you'll have, you'll start to build clarity that you can make the best decisions for you. because at the moment you can't because you're so clouded by whatever's going mm. on. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I guess I, I like to get people to a point where they, they allow themselves, I guess, to be, um, to be the best version of them. That's pretty much what I like to work towards. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's definitely, um, I don't know, i love it it's it doesn't even feel like you're working to be honest because um you know you're trying to empower and change one person at a time i guess and um yeah it's the uh it's the best best kind of stuff yeah
0: i love it so the um the the mental health motivator is that a is that a hobby or is that a future career for you or (sighs) definitely um
1: no, no, it's definitely um, something I like. I'm, I'm building up. Um, so I'm looking at the moment sort of doing some maybe workshops or webinars um, online and then getting maybe more into because the one on one stuff, as we all know, it's pretty, it's quite draining and you know, you probably have to see like 50 people a week to make a living out it. So I want to get more into the, uh, do some group stuff, um, which I think would really appeal for guys um, for guys that maybe aren't too sure and probably feel more comfortable being around other guys to be honest so that's a sort of the vision of where I want to go and obviously um, i really like to do a lot more of the speaking because um, that's just I, don't know, I just love it so um, like, I've got a couple this week as well that I'm, I'm doing so um, like I'm speaking at a um, mental health organisation on Saturday and mm-hmm. um, and they've got me going to doing a couple other things for them as well and um, and I do a lot of, I do some volunteer work as well. Um as yep. well in the mental health space too. So
0: Yeah. So before you go on um and do your speaking then, is there anything um is there anything you do um kind of mental preparation, framing, like prep you know, preparing for, for those talks?
1: Um I don't really get nervous. It's real weird. It doesn't really right. freak me out. Like I just when you when you know what you got to talk, when you know what you're talking about, the, obviously you're nervous, but you just once you're getting out there and you're sharing the story, it just becomes so natural. And the best part about it is it's always different. So sometimes you'll be emotive, emotional at certain points. But sometimes you won't be. It's just because it's real. Because it's real, and you just you know you're not just talking to a talking to a slide, giving a presentation. You're talking about a real story, and you're connecting with people. And the best part about the speaking is afterwards because I'll get people come and tell me some amazing stories and they've probably never told anyone before. And that's um, that for me is the the high point. So that's what that's pretty much what I think of before I go out and talk. I just go I wonder I wonder how many more amazing stories I'm gonna to hear today. And that's my motivation. That just doesn't need, that straight away just clicks me into this is why I'm here.
0: Amazing. So, yeah. Love it, love it, mate. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think no, um, I, asked this, I asked this of everyone that I bring on. So I'm uh, obviously very passionate about the phrase always better than yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what what does always better than yesterday mean to you?
1: <sighs> um, it probably goes back to what I was talking about, about that whole self-care, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, always better than yesterday is every day we should be doing those one percenters to um, whether it's for ourselves or for our goals or for whatever we're doing. So whether it's you getting up for a run or whatever, it's you getting up and writing in your journal in the morning, whatever, whatever do you need to do um, to get yourself ahead? Just doing those one percenters every single day because um, as much as they might not feel like they're nothing now, within a yeah. few months' time, they become something pretty big. You know, It's so like if you're training for a marathon and you're not that fit within three months or you're like, oh, well, okay, I'm running 30 kilometers. But it's because you consistently put those one percenters in. So you, every single day, you're getting better, and that's and that's and that's what it is. And you just uh, and you got to. I guess the other part is yesterday's gone, and you can't control what's happened now. You can control when you get up today, and you know, if you get up and you feel like shit, and you're telling yourself you feel like rubbish, your day's gonna feel like rubbish. Yep. But if you get up and go, you know what? Let's live today. Let's get up and let's do it. That's how your yeah.
0: day's going to go. So, um, amazing. Are there any things that you do as a habit to become better than yesterday? Um,
1: I definitely go. I go to bed a lot earlier these days than I yeah, sure. used to, yeah. um, and that might sound real easy, but it didn't used to be. Um, but I like. I need my. I know that I need my sleep for me to function at my highest every single day. So, um, and obviously, my exercise in the morning. So whether I go for a run or I. Go up to the local gym up the road and do some yoga. Mm-hmm. That's a um a big part of my day. And um and obviously the meditation as we spoke about before and mm-hmm. and um but yeah and then I always have and obviously at the moment with um with my study I'm doing so you know, I've always got time aside, out of two hours most days to put to put some time into that as well. So because obviously mm-hmm. if I if you consistently do that, you're obviously going to get to the end, end goal. So that'll be my little one percenters that I'm currently doing. So
0: Amazing. Mate, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us on a Monday morning. Oh, thanks,
1: man. Thanks for having me on.
0: In uh, in sunny Brisbane, cold Brisbane.
1: Oh, it's, the sun's coming out now. It's, looking, it's going to be a cracker day, but yeah, it's just cold Yeah, So it's all right. It's
0: going to be a great day. Mate, I'm gonna go through. Is there any questions that anybody's got for Reese? I'm really grateful for those of you that joined. Just gonna go back through some of the comments. If there's questions that come in, Reese, are you happy to jump in yep. and answer them? Yep, yep. no dramas at all. Happy day. Amazing. Yes, it's been great, mate. It's been really great to hear hear your story and, and how you've overcome that and how you how you're now helping others as well. It's really inspiring. I really value you in the community. You've shared some great content.
1: Thanks, mate.
0: <coughs> Appreciate me. it. Um, um, look, always enjoying getting to know you a bit better. So no, no, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks for, um, um, thanks for what look. you've done too. It's good.
0: Nice one. Well, have a great day. Have a great week. And, and uh, to everybody that's joined in and watched either live or on replay, have a great week. And, uh, and I'll see you again next week. Take care, mate. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Take care, guys.